It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And um, thank you for listening. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind and your body. And happy Friday to you, producer Steve. Happy Friday. You know, I, I love the Friday opening because I guess the right phrase is idiom, uh, where you ask the question, what on earth is that? I don't think I hear that phrase, what on earth is anything? And it, it can only be, you know, your Western Kansas roots. <laughs> yes, I do have uh, some little um, some little sayings, and I guess that is. So you've never heard what on earth were they saying, huh? Well, I I guess I I've heard it, I recognize it, but it always catches me off guard. Is like, okay, that's that's not on the you know the the front burner these days in the way people express themselves. Okay, well, uh, I hadn't thought of, and I use that quite often, and and it's it's very applicable to what's going on in this uh, in this world today. Amen to that. Yeah, we've got a great show planned for you today. Uh, in the second segment, Sharona Bishop is the campaign manager for Tina Peters, and Tina Peters, as you know, she is the Mesa County Clerk and Recorder candidate for uh, Secretary of State here in Colorado on the Republican ticket, and she's been indicted on uh, 10 different charges, and we'll talk a little bit about those because I think it's I, I, it's so interesting what's going on, and I'm trying, I, Steve, I'm trying to deduce what is happening, but as we step back on the big picture, if there was no there there, then I don't think that there would be all of this hoopla, what's going on. But um, we will talk with uh, talk with Sharona in the second segment th- and third and fourth segment. It is a Turnquist Friday, and Rick has another excellent piece, Exactly Wrong, Democrats in Energy. And we'll talk with him about that in the third and fourth segment. So let's jump right in here. Uh, again, I can't remember now if I mentioned the website, Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Uh, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who contribute. Producer Steve, it sounds like you want to say something. Oh, no. Uh, well, I actually, I had to turn my mic off because I was kind of laughing. I can't, if we bring up one of the things in our news package with Rick Turnquist, the Excel thing, I mean, it's almost, it's almost laughable. So I was laughing to myself. That's, okay. that's all that was happening. Actually, that I, I did want to talk about that, but you're right. I think that we can talk about that in the third and fourth segment uh, because it's kind of uh, actually beyond belief. Uh, here is a company that is supposed to be uh, providing a service, and they and big business, big government, they like each other. Uh, XL's been in bed with uh, politicians here in and bureaucrats here in um, Colorado for quite some time. Our prices are going up. They're trying to shut down coal-fired pl- plants, and then they're telling us uh, how we can save energy uh, because prices are going up, and it's all, all these prices are going up primarily because of public well it is all because of public policy 
And here uh, you sent over a meme of, uh, what was it? Beg back better of uh, Biden and um, his... um, you know, his team going across the world, begging dictators to uh, produce more oil while we could be doing it right here. It's just oil and gas. It's just amazing to me. It shows uh, Biden on his knees begging uh, the a Saudi uh, guy who's just standing there and he's literally in the begging position, begging for more or more oil. So, uh, yeah, beg back better. And and all the while, uh, we could be producing oil and gas right here. He uh, closed down the XL pipeline. That is a Democrat policy uh, that is causing uh, hurt at the pump and also as we are heating our homes. They are limiting drilling on public lands. And uh, I think Saki said, well, there's some permits out there. They've given permits out there that they make no sense from an economic standpoint for oil and gas drillers to go after those. So, but then, then Biden uses that as a, um, a, a um, public, you know, public comment tool, if you will, Steve. I'm sitting here laughing, but only because of the farcical nature of it all. Okay, so he, he, they finally get smart and they say, we're not going to fund uh, Russia's war efforts by buying their oil. Fine, that, 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 I get that part. But the fact that he has, because of his antics over the last 13 months or more, he has nothing to fall back on. So now he's going around the world to all the wrong people asking for more oil instead of, like you just said, taking advantage of what we can do here at home. Right. Uh, it is beyond belief. But let's continue on here. Get uh, I wanted to get to our quote for the day. And this was by Marcus Aurelius. And he was born in 121. He died in 180. He was Roman emperor from 161 to 180 and a Stoic philosopher. He was the last of the rulers known as the five good emperors and the second to the last emperor of the Pax Romana, uh, preceding his son, Commodus in an age of relative peace and stability for the Roman Empire. And he said this, he said, what we do in life ripples in eternity. What do you think, Steve? Well, that has, I mean, you can think of examples on the good and the bad side. Uh, Take Hitler, for example. He will never stop rippling. (laughs) Uh, But then you take somebody like Abraham Lincoln, who what he did in life will continue to ripple at least as long as you know we don't stamp him out here in our own history but that's very true yeah well i thought it was uh, it just kind of struck me as i was looking for quotes yesterday so again marcus aurelius what we do in life ripples in eternity uh, let's talk just a little bit about there is a, a whole bunch of bills that patty has pulled they're all related um house bill 22 1243 which is school security and school behavioral health services funding. And uh, the sponsors on that are Democrat Tony Exum, uh, Kevin Van Winkle, Republican, and Democrat Chris Kolker. And I'm just going to make one comment about all this. I guess I'll go ahead and begin with that. This whole behavioral health thing, uh, we take a look at what's going on with our children. And first of all, the curriculum that has been occurring regarding getting away from from the classical liberal education. And that is the reading, writing, arithmetic, science, history, um, helping our kids learn to critically think, all of those things. And instead, what we have been 
moving towards, uh, and in fact, several years ago, we had that terrible sex education bill here in Colorado. First of all, that's not what, that's not the, the role of government. That's not the role of schools. And then also, as, uh, as we've seen with the veil coming off with um, COVID-19 uh, shutdowns, kids home, uh, parents see what curriculum is. My friends, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we're going to start to have behavior, behavioral health issues with our children if we are, are teaching them sex ed that is grooming them uh, for things. And also, if we are... Um, uh, teaching them that some kids are victims and some kids aren't. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we're going to have problems. But then we're taking a look at all of these different bills that are putting money into the government schools for our kids' behavioral health. I was talking to a young mom yesterday who um, one of her friends is, uh, I think, probably fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, and came home with a survey that was asking about all kinds of different um, personal things of the kids. And if her son hadn't brought it home, she would not have known about it. So uh, public schools, government schools are way out of their lane on this. And I'm very disappointed that we have um, um, that, that we have all different kinds of measures that are uh, trying to circumvent parents. And yesterday we had Deb Flora on her new documentary out, Whose Children Are They, will be um, debuting on um, on Monday. But again, I'll just, uh, House Bill 22-1243, School Security and School Behavioral Health Ser- Services Funding. All of it's about money. House Bill 22-1281, Behavioral Health Care Continuum Gap cr- uh, Grant Program. House Bill 22-1283, Youth and Family Behavioral Health Care. Senate Bill 22-143, Behavioral Health Care Services for Children. Uh, Senate Bill 22-148, Colorado Land-Based Tribe Behavioral Health Services Grant Program. Uh, this is really about just money being being thrown at a problem that's been created in our society. But uh, we've got a great show planned for you today. And right now, actually, Steve Cruz is on the line with us. And he and Mary Alpers, they're the co-owners of, of uh, Three Points Financial. Uh, great sponsors of the show. And uh, right now, I know all of us are looking at tax planning. Steve Cruz, tax planning, it's my most unfavorite thing in the world to do. But you've got some tips. <laughs> Good morning, Kim. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't like to think about taxes because uh, they can be uh, complicated and uh, time-consuming. But, yeah, today, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, a surprise, unexpected flip-flop uh, that the Treasury has made on inherited IRAs. So IRAs, um, traditional IRAs, they protect investments and savings from taxes, money that's in there, until the money is pulled out. And then when it's pulled out, that's when money in an IRA is is taxed. Um, and what I want to talk about is in... Uh, end of 2019, they came up with a new rule that says if you inherit an IRA as a non-spouse, so we're talking about you know you did not inherit this IRA from your spouse, you inherited it from somebody else. So if you inherited an IRA in 2020 or 2021 after the new law, the initial guidance the IRS put out said, hey, you you, you have to take the money out because the you know the IRS wants their taxes. 
uh, ultimately. So they force you to ultimately, at some point, take money out of the IRA. But they said, hey, if you inherit an IRA from someone, you have up to 10 years to take that money out. And so the planning strategy was, well, hey, you know, if you if you inherited this and you have a, a low income year, you should take more out of that IRA so it's, it's taxed at lower rates. If you're going to have a high income year, don't take any money out of that inherited IRA because it's going to be taxed higher. So there was a lot of planning strategy there. And that was the initial guidance. And so that's what we've been following for the last couple of years. Well, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, the Treasury uh, regulations proposed said, actually, no, if you inherited from somebody and they were over age 72, you actually have to take out a little bit of that account every year. You don't have flexibility and you still have to have that inherited IRA completely empty by 10 years after the person died. So the bottom line is if you inherited money, an IRA, from somebody that was over age 72 in the last couple of years, uh, they haven't officially changed the rules, but it looks like they may completely flip-flop and kind of pull the pull the rug under you. Uh, so you want to just double-check. You want to follow these proposed regulations and see if they actually uh, get passed, because if they do, you're going to have to go back and you're going to have to fix the last couple of years if you have not taken any money out of that inherited IRA. So inherited IRA, if you inherited an IRA in the last couple of years, you need to pay attention to these regulations and potentially talk to a tax professional or financial advisor about the impact to your situation. Wow, that is so, um, they're going to start to squeeze people every which way because of all the spending that they're doing, uh, Steve. And the great thing about you and Mary is uh, with three points, there's three pillars. Tell our listeners what those three pillars or those three points are at Three Points Financial. Yeah, the the three points, Three Points Financial, it's retirement and financial planning, uh, investments, and then taxes and tax planning. So those are the three three major areas, three major points that we focus on with our clients. And really, the best way to contact you is through your contact page on your website, which is three points. That's with an S. Three points com, right? Three points com. Yes, that's correct. And there's a place where people can schedule uh, a call with us right there. Tell us a little bit about themselves, and uh, we'll go from there. I tell you what, Steve, I learn so much from you and Mary every Friday when you guys are on. I so thank you, and I so thank you for your partnership as well. Yeah, thanks, Kim. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. 
Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our, our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. I greatly appreciate that. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do that. And uh, again, I just wanted to um, make sure that you knew that March 22nd, the Colorado Hispanic Republicans are hosting a senatorial forum. And I uh, have the great honor to moderate that. And then also on March 26th is uh, our media training workshop. Helen Raleigh and I are putting that on. And uh, this is our second one. And uh, we hope to help you learn how to deal with the media, uh, what to do if there's a gotcha moment. And uh, Helen, as you know, she uh, is on national media outlets on a consistent basis. Uh, she's an author and uh, she also writes for the Federalists. So I hope that you can join us on that. On the line with me is Sharona Bishop and she is America's mom. She is, uh, and you can find her. Sharona Bishop, uh, welcome to the show. Yes. Hey, good morning, Kim. Thank you so much for letting us share today. Thank you. Oh, it's great to have you on. And first of all, tell us just a little bit about America's mom. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a concerned mom who was watching some strange policies creep into our schools, and I started paying attention. We started reading them out loud on Facebook, and that's really how America's Mom was born. We wanted to make sure that people understood the laws that were being passed and how they were going to affect them and their children. I'm a mom of four. Um, I I run a small business, and I I generally have just kind of done my own thing until the last couple of years. Um, Excuse me, where policy really prevented us from just living our lives here in Colorado. It's been like we've been under siege for the last three years. And so um, we just try to get out there and make sure that regular people know they have a role to play. They need to be activated and uh, invite them to the table. Well, uh, so many people, I think, are awakening to what is going on. We've got something so interesting that is happening here in Colorado regarding Mm -hmm. uh, this next election in the Colorado Secretary of State race. And um, Mm -hmm. Jenna Griswold is the current uh, Secretary of State here. She's a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mesa County Clerk and Recorder. Uh, Tina Peters has thrown her hat in the ring uh, for Colorado Secretary of State on the Republican ticket. But uh, tell us what's going on with (laughs) Tina. Okay. I, I love your segue there. There's so much, isn't there? Actually, it's really simple. Um, along with being um, concerned about policy, we learned that elections have consequences, right? And so uh, a city council election happened in Grand Junction, Colorado, that didn't seem right. The people took their concerns to the clerk and recorder, Tina Peters, and um, eventually those concerns started to uh, be, you know, we were able to prove them out. And the Secretary of State decided to do a trusted build. This trusted build 
was going to erase the QR software code that would allow for our clerks and recorders in Colorado to perform a forensic audit. So without that QR code, you cannot do a forensic audit, which tells you how the vote got to where it is at the end. It's everything that happens in between when it's deposited until it, it comes to that final total. We need to know that stuff. And so basically what's happened is the clerk and recorder of Mesa County took a forensic image before that audit, or excuse me, before that software upgrade, and then she took an image after. And the rest is really history. Um, the cyber experts have been able to um, prove out that not only was their records deleted, 29,000 election logs deleted, which are the communication files, by the way, the things that tell us who was in and out and what was going on inside the system during the election. Um, but in addition to that, we've learned now that the machines have 36 I believe, wireless modems attached to them in Mesa County's machines alone, which means that, yes, my friends, they are connected to the Internet, and anyone in the world can access Mesa County's voting machines. So with that, um, Clerk Peters has definitely brought uh, attention on herself and on the community, and the people are, are beyond um, standing with her. They're supporting her because Jenna Griswold has decided to weaponize her office, and she came after this clerk because the clerk was doing her due diligence and investigating what she believed was a very serious concern. And, and it's proven to be correct. She's dropped two reports now um, of the Mesa County systems, and a third one is just around the corner. So essentially what's happened is she could uh, stay in the Mesa County clerk and recorder's office and continue to try to fight Jenna Griswold and, you know, with a, a million paper cuts, or she can go straight to Jenna Griswold and take the fight to, the, to where it's really happening, um, where Jenna Griswold is controlling the relationship with Dominion, um, controlling the contracts with Dominion, creating emergency unlawful orders for these clerks, and really devastating our trust in the election system of Colorado. And so she chose that. She's a gold star mom. Um, she's been a, a successful business owner for 32 years before jumping into the, the um, clerk and recorder race. And she's tough as nails, Kim. I mean, there isn't anything they're going to be able to do because she can't unsee all the things that she's seen. She can't, she saw, she has seen firsthand the fraud, the manipulation, the invasion into the election systems of Mesa County. And she's not going to back away just because Jenna's threatening her or the district attorney in Mesa County is threatening her. Um, I think most of your listeners know by now, it's been a national news story that Kirk Tina Peters was indicted along with her deputy clerk, Belinda Nicely, two of the sweetest women, by the way, that you've ever met. And um, this indictment comes from the district attorney. And remember that an indictment simply means that a district attorney brought his what he believes is proof of a crime to a panel. And it's a biased um, grand jury, right, because he's only bringing his information. He doesn't allow the other side to defend themselves or tell what they think about that evidence. So it's only the DA. It's only his his bias. And then from there, they're able to indict based on what the grand jury brings back to them. So I really want people to understand that an indictment is not the end of the world by any means. Now that, that now the case has to be proven. And I have to tell you, as citizens here in Colorado, we're pretty darn excited for discovery. That I think that could be very interesting. Now, I, I and I I got um, a copy of the indictment and I just I wanted to go mm -hmm. through this. And actually, now this is from a news yeah. report that I took this. But it seems mm -hmm. kind of Again, I okay, this is what it says. Three counts of attempting to influence a public servant, 
then the mm-hmm. conspiracy to commit attempting to influence a public service servant, mm-hmm. a criminal impersonation, conspiracy to commit criminal impersonation, identity theft, mm-hmm. first degree official misconduct, violation of duty, and failing to comply with the Secretary of State. And and that last one I find really interesting because um, the Secretary of State uh, she issued some orders which I don't think were within her power to do so. So I, I kind of look at this and mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, it looks a little flimsy to me. It's pretty flimsy. It's funny to me. It's funny to me to hear the people who've never investigated the election um, issues in Colorado, uh, who are voices out there in Colorado, saying this indictment looks damning. It, I, I just have to giggle because the first three there, the first three that you mentioned said attempting to influence a public servant. When you read those words, did you think it was an elected official she was trying to influence? I, I, I sure did. And, no, go ahead, Sharona. What, I mean, what's that? Well, I mean, a public servant, generally, when we hear that, we think of an elected official. And a lot of people read the indictment and said, wow, well, what public official was she trying to influence? Um, those are employees. One, Two of them are employees of the Secretary of State and Dominion and contract with Dominion. Those are employees who came in to do a trusted bill. They are not public servants. They're employees of the Secretary of State's office and Dominion. And uh, and then also there is a tech man, David uh, Dave Underwood, that's listed on there. He is the IT guy for the county that the clerk originally went to and asked him to do the forensic image for her because she didn't know how to do it. And, I, I mean, it's laughable what they're putting on there as their witnesses for those particular issues. Those are not public servants. They're employees of the county or employees of the Secretary of State and um, Dominion and contract with Dominion. So, first of all, you've got this play on words that make it sound as though under the cover of darkness, this clerk was going and trying to influence elected officials. And obviously, that's not true. Um, I encourage people to really read the indictment so that they're ready to go when discovery comes forth. The very last one you mentioned um, also is the failing to obey, let's just say what it is, failing to obey the orders of the queen. And the the clerk and recorders of Colorado do not serve at the pleasure of the Secretary of State. They serve at the pleasure of the people who elected them. The Colorado statutes are very clear. The Colorado law is very clear. Jenna Griswold, that's why she's embattled right now in several different lawsuits with citizen organizations as well as Albert County clerk and recorder. And I'm looking forward to more lawsuits coming out against her because she has well overstepped her actual authority granted to her by the Constitution and Colorado statutes. She does not get to tell the clerk and recorders when they can audit, how they can audit, how they can back up their systems, what they can do with that. She simply is there to be a support to the clerks, not their boss and certainly not their their queen. So that's going to be a fun one also to, to see play out in court. Well, and mentioning the Albert County Clerk and Recorder is um, my understanding, um, I hope this is public knowledge, that, that actually um, doesn't know for sure what is on that, but he also did a backup, correct? Mm-hmm. And is, is that well, public knowledge? Well, yeah, there, there is a difference between just doing a backup and doing a forensic image. Um, the backup idea is just backing up the final, final voter outcome. And I, I, the words fail me of what they exactly call it. Um, but a forensic image is a snapshot of the entire system. And that is actually what the Colorado statutes and the federal law require is a, is a, is a, a complete, back, a complete storage, complete backing up of everything pertains to elections. And according to the statutes in the federal law, even the slightest piece of paper that is written 
written on regarding an election when when it's in process is essential to to save for at least 22 months by federal law, 25 months by Colorado statute. So they everything is supposed to be saved. And unfortunately, it sounds like only four county clerks in Colorado actually did that and actually um, fulfilled their duty as clerk and recorders here in Colorado. The Elbert County clerk did create a forensic image because it is not unlawful. It is not breaking any laws. You absolutely are asked to do so by the Colorado statutes. Um, so he also performed a forensic image. And I don't know about the after image yet. I don't know any other details um, other than that. And of course, the lawsuit that he has filed against the Secretary of State. And it's such a different scenario, I will say, in Elbert County. In Mesa County, the county commissioners, district attorney, the sheriff, um, they've all decided to join forces with Jenna Griswold and Merrick Garland and Biden's DOJ and attack the clerk and recorder in Mesa County, whereas in Elbert County, um, he's being fully supported and, um, and encouraged and protected by those same commissioners, sheriff, and um, it's just an, it's an incredible, uh, gosh, I, I'm just, I can't even tell you how frustrating it is as a citizen to watch elected officials turn their backs on the people and go along with the likes of Jenna Griswold, the most progressive leftist secretary of state we have ever had in our lives in Colorado. And not only that, um, but Kim, I'm sure you saw this morning, the second, the uh, the Colorado 2.0 canvassing report just came out. So I believe there were 18 counties that participated throughout the state of Colorado doing door-to-door canvassing efforts to prove out whether or not elections are, um, votes are being stolen or being manipulated. And the results of that showed that one in 10 votes in Colorado are being um, extremely interfered with. There are extreme irregularities in those votes. And I think it is imperative that we call on our district attorneys and our sheriffs to start investigating these crimes against the actual criminals, not throwing 61-year-old gold star mothers into jail for the night to, to make your political point, but actually investigating the concerns, the very legitimate now concerns of the citizens of Colorado. And I want to see that happen now. We have got to get busy. We have another election coming up that they are bent on stealing. In my opinion, from everything I've seen now, the reports that I've analyzed and seen with my own hands, as well as participating in the canvassing project, they are stealing our votes. Uh, one other, well, a couple of things, and then we'll jump. Um, I, re- you know, I receive um, requests for people to come on the show on a consistent basis, and I received a press release uh, just the other day that the Colorado, Montana, Wyoming State Area Conference of the NAACP, then the League of mm-hmm. Women Voters of Colorado, and Me Familia uh, Vota filed a lawsuit mm-hmm. against the United States Election Integrity Plan uh, to stop this canvassing. And again, as I look at this, Sharona, if there was no there there, we wouldn't see all of this going on. And mm-hmm. so we have to look at the bigger picture. Um, question, uh, where is the, the Republican Party and in, in their support for Tina? Well, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. To my utter dismay and absolute disappointment, the GOP chair, Christy Burton-Brown, having never read a single report that's been produced from Mesa County, having never asked a single question of the clerk and recorder, Tina Peters of Mesa County, having never investigated, and when we did invite her in initially when we were very concerned after the city council election, um, she's been a very patronizing, uh, in my opinion, a very patronizing uh, patronizing chair for Colorado's GOP, um, both on our 
rural issues as well as the election integrity issues and um, and, and proceeded to pat us on the head and, and let us know her husband was a cyber expert, so therefore she had no concerns about the elections. Um, unfortunately, they released a press statement along with her vice chair, Priscilla Ron, and Secretary Marilyn Harris. They all signed on to the press release stating that if someone is under indictment, they believe they should suspend their campaign. And then what they did next was absolutely um, egregious. They named Clerk Tina Peters in the press release saying she should suspend her Secretary of State campaign immediately and, and, uh, and you know, deal with this issue at hand. Um, so by, by extension, number one, they've broken their neutrality clause, which means they are no longer eligible to serve as officers in the state GOP. Number two, they inadvertently also granted their, um, gave their endorsement to the other candidate, Pam Anderson, who, as um, we're all discovering, works for the Zuckerberg election system. And, and so it's been a very sad situation in my uh, estimation as a citizen who's been very active, who would have answered any questions, who would have worked with them, who would have, um, whatever they needed, we, we, would have, we would have collaborated and tried to help them understand what's happening in Colorado, but they have had zero interest. They've been poorly advised, and they are leading the Colorado GOP in a very uh, wrong direction. Um, and I, I believe that Christy Burton-Brown should step down as the chair for the Colorado GOP. She no longer um, is, can serve in a neutrality position. And I thought it was really interesting also at the end of this, the press release, Joe Jackson threw in there that it's the obligation and duty of officers of the GOP to remain neutral. Um, it, was, it was really abhorrent, and, and it, it was the wrong direction for them to go. And I do hope Christy will do the right thing and just relieve herself from the GOP. Okay, one thing I do want to clarify regarding Pam Anderson, because I've done a lot of research on this. And in fact, we're going to have Molly Hemingway on next week. She wrote the book Rigged. And, and in there, there's a chapter that says mm. uh, Zuckerberg should be in jail. And what uh, Zuckerberg and his wife, uh, Priscilla Chan, did is they um, uh, put f- f- almost $400 million and gave it to different nonprofits that then went into these different county clerk's offices in some of these key races. And then also so uh, some money went to some other um, clerks' offices as well, but um, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, a whole bunch of money went into that. The one, the organization that got the most was the Center for uh, Tech and Civic Life (CTCL), mm-hmm. founded by four, uh, three uh, Democrat activists, and, and unfortunately, Pam Anderson, who is the Republic, uh, a Republican candidate here for uh, Colorado Secretary of State is the secretary of the board of that organization. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to button that up. Uh, Sharona. uh, They they actually, uh, Kim, just to, to, she is, uh, she might be the acting secretary, but she also is named as a director, one of four directors on that board. So she's not just willy nilly a part of this organization. She is a central figure in this organization. And it would have been better served on the part of the GOP to put out a press release of that saying that Zuckerberg, we don't want Zuckerberg funding uh, any of our elections or or sending candidates to represent him in our elections. But here we are. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that clarification as well. Yes, she is uh, on the board of directors. Uh, Sharona, final thought. Mm-hmm. My final thought is this. We, the people, are the ones who are responsible for the government that we tolerate in our own state. And for far too long, we have allowed elected officials to direct us and tell us what to think, what to believe, and how to how to behave, really, about these issues that are so concerning to us. I believe that we have reached a point in our state where we have to act now, or we will forever lose the potential to even go back to this beautiful live-and-let-live state that we have always enjoyed up until the last few 
years. Um, it's really important right now that the citizens be not only active, but be educated. You can go to the TinaPetersForColorado.com website and actually see the reports right there. I encourage you, please read the reports because it will take you being educated in order to put the appropriate pressure on your elected officials to investigate and then also to pursue charges against the real criminals here in Colorado who have done everything they can to destroy this beautiful state and our beautiful way of life. Sharona Bishop, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Ken. Okay, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Be sure and check out our media training workshop, March 26th. All the information is on my uh, website. And... Um, my friends, on Monday morning, we moved to two hours. We're going to be on from 6 to 8 a.m. We're pretty excited about that. Great show planned for you on that. And all this comes to you because of your support and also because of our great sponsors. One of those is Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations, uh, Lone Tree, Westminster, Aurora, Colorado Springs, and Loveland. And uh, be sure and check out their happy hour and their lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday. Uh, want to get over here. Rick Turnquist has written another Excellent op-ed. Exactly wrong. Democrats and energy. It is a Turnquest Friday. Rick Turnquest, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. It's a delight to be here in a snowy morning here in Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, that global warming is um, is really uh, rampant right now. It is uh, middle of March and three degrees here in uh, Denver. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, middle of March and 21, which feels colder uh, here because of the humidity. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's snowing, and, and we're uh, we're all working from home today. So, uh, you know, it's it's really funny. A conversation with coworkers yesterday. You know, they said the weather's changing. You know, Tornado Alley doesn't seem to be. You know, seems to have shifted away from from this uh, stretch of Oklahoma, and and uh, there's more been more snow this year than they can remember in recent years. So, you know, the, the weather changes, the climate changes. I think it happens mostly all by itself, and and uh, you know, it's tragic that uh, so many people believe that it's caused by humankind that we have to basically uh, take away everything that makes our modern life possible in order to uh, to to change it. But only here in America, uh, they, they wanted to take away our modern life. And people from all over the, the uh, world come to America because they want to individually thrive and prosper. And that's what these pieces have been about, these op-eds that you're doing. And Democrats and energy, oh, my gosh, things have changed so much since you were last on 
uh, Rick, and it's beyond belief to me that Biden is going around to all these dictators asking for them to up their oil production when he's not doing anything. In fact, he's, he's shutting down our oil and gas industry here in the United States. So where do you want to start? Well, let's, let's start with just how big this subject is. This was actually a very difficult piece to write because there was so much to talk about. And it was like, how do I narrow it down to something that's, uh, you know, going to be suitable length for, for a website. And, and the fact is that the Democrats are just completely wrong on so many things. And, and the latest thing I wanted to talk about was energy policy, especially with the war in Ukraine throwing such a stark highlight on exactly how important our energy is to our modern life. And and how everybody's complaining about high gas prices, but they don't seem to understand, you know, what causes those high gas prices and why elections matter. Uh, back when you know President Trump was was in office, uh, gas I think was one seventy nine a gallon at some point somewhere, and now it's uh, well over. You know, three, four dollars uh, here in Oklahoma City. Last time I I looked, it was uh, three seventy nine. I understand it's higher in Colorado. And and last time I filled up my car, it was like a little bit more than I was used to paying. I was like, wow, this is uh, this is getting bad. So they, but they are exactly wrong. And as I as I study this issue more and more, I, I noticed yesterday on on uh, Colorado politics that uh, the open bot thing on Twitter is 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 sending in letters from people uh, ignorant people who want windfall taxes on oil and gas companies because they're making excess profits off of this Ukraine war and that's just such bs it blows my mind that that thinking human beings can actually believe that stuff so there's a lot to unpack here and, and I know we don't have a huge amount of time so uh I want to talk about Ukraine and Russia uh in particular Vladimir Putin, who's who's a tyrant by any definition of the word, uh, is in charge of Russia, and, and based on his choices and what he perceives to be the weakness of the West, uh, which is led by America, which is now led by Joe Biden, uh, he decided to invade this sovereign country. And, and we haven't had a major land war of this degree uh, in, in 80 years since World War II. And under presidents of both parties uh, in the years since the end of World War II, you know, we've had regional wars here and there. And you can say that this is a regional war. But this is a this thing in Ukraine is a big deal. And when I look at the headlines every morning, it just breaks my heart to see the pictures of these destroyed buildings and, and people, you know, who are refu- refugees with their their goods in, in on their back, basically, uh, trying to get out of the war areas. And, and we, we have it so easy and nice here in America. And it just amazes me some of the things that people in other countries have to go through. And, and this is just a terrible thing, a humanitarian crisis. And it's all due to one person, that's Vladimir Putin. But he was enabled by by what he perceived as American weakness. And so far, uh, we haven't been able to, to stop him, and that's a real problem. Well, and I can't believe, and we're, we want to talk about Democrats and energy. And, and I always want to clarify, this Democrat Party has been basically hijacked by uh, radical leftists. It's no longer the Democrat Party of JFK. But the fact that Biden shut down the XL Keystone XL pipeline and is restricting drilling on public lands. 
but yet he's as going all over the world asking dictators for more oil and gas, which would mean that we're, we would pay them for that, which would help finance their bad acting, is uh, kind of beyond belief. So why don't you button that up? Let's go to break then, and then we'll come back and continue. So what's your? how would you like to button that up before we go to well, break? Well, I think you've made a great point, Kim. That's a, America, American energy producers are so able to ramp up production over time. This doesn't happen overnight. Uh, if they were given the ability to, uh, to develop, you know, get new leases on, on public lands, and if they just re- rolled back some of the regulations and, and restrictions on, on the industry, it's already highly regulated, subject to so many laws, and, and everybody in the industry that I know of is, is wanting to do the right thing with the environment and all that stuff. So it just doesn't make any sense to pander to uh, foreign dictators where we have the ability right here within our own country benefiting Americans to, uh, to, to ramp up our fossil fuel production and, and, and keep prices reasonable and keep our modern life going. Well, definitely. So let's go to break. Rick Turnquest is on the line. Be sure and check out his op-ed at the website, at my website, KimMunson.com. It's exactly wrong, Democrats and Energy. Uh, before we go to break, show comes to you because of great sponsors. Another one of them is Kirsch Insurance Group, and uh, they are specialists in the Medicare arena. They work with a lot of different carriers here in Colorado. Medicare premiums are going up, uh, and uh, they perhaps may be able to help you uh, help you save some of your some money. And so check Check out their website. It's ikirsch.com, I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com. We'll be right back with Rick Turnquist. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. And be sure. And uh, we, we have a limited number of people that can sign up. Uh, but we have our media training workshop on the 26th. I'm doing that with Helen Raleigh. And um, the price is $129.99. Uh, we think it's uh, hopefully very valuable to you. So we'd love to have you join us on that. And uh, also another great sponsor of the show is Castlegate Knife and Tool. Hal and Linnea Van Herkey are true entrepreneurs. Uh, it is a, a great a great place to shop for others or for yourself, whether or not you're a chef or sportsman or collector. Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. And that is castlegate.com. 
Castlegate.com. Rick Turnquist, uh, you have this piece exactly wrong, Democrats and Energy. I just have to let you know, because I thought you'd find this funny. Producer Steve sent this meme to me, and it says, I hate words that are the same but are pr- pronounced differently, like read and read, live and live, and taxation and theft. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, I, I like that, especially since I just wrapped up with taxes last weekend. So yes, exactly. So now, uh, in your and and also um, need to go to the website. Did you notice um, the uh, image that Zach put together on that? He always is oh, doing yeah. something great. Another great one, yeah, for sure. I, I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> he he put uh, the Wicked Witch of the West happens to look a lot like Nancy Pelosi in that yeah, image. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how yeah. how that's how that, that so <laughs> how that worked out. Okay, what's so interesting, and and you had referenced your your piece, the Pillars of Modern Life. Also, I want to uh, let people know that your blogs. Uh, you, you write pieces for us, but your blogs are also at toadvancefreedom.com. And um, I want to make sure that people know that. But in the Pillars of Modern Life, uh, you mentioned that all of these great things that make our lives better, environmentalists are using them to, to try to shut down the industry that creates them, which is just kind of mind-blowing to me. It is mind-blowing, and... I think it all comes down to this belief that we that we have to be doing something wrong. We can't just enjoy our lives and, and the benefits provided by uh, modern life. And you know, I'm 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 not a spring chicken. I remember back in the '70s when when environmentalists were concerned about uh, you know global cooling. I don't know uh, if anybody else remembers that, but I I certainly do. And they thought that the by you know by 2000 there's just I can't remember the word for it but there's people who believe that there's just too many people on the planet and we're and we're ruining everything. And I remember back in the 70s these predictions we were going to be out of oil and gas by you know 1990 and out of food by 1990 and all this kind of thing and none of their dire predictions ever came true and and in fact the opposite has happened. And and, it, and it's true with energy as well. They they predicted global cooling, then they switched to global warming, and and now uh, when their when their computer models don't don't conform to reality, they they switch to uh, climate change, which is a great theory because it can be adapted to to fit any set of facts on the ground. And and my belief is that the climate does is changing, and it has always changed uh, through the billions of years that this planet has been here and i don't really believe that it's possible that we in our society can can be causing all of this change i maybe we're causing some of it but i don't think we're causing all of it and the globe has warmed before it's cooled before and it's happened without any fossil fuels being burned anywhere so uh fossil fuels are actually what make our modern life possible and i really encourage everybody to go read the pillars of modern life which is on your website kim to to realize that the three things that make our modern life possible in america are limited government fossil fuels and and free market capitalism and the left hates all three of them. Well, uh, and it is totally under assault. Rick, when when we first started, you know, working together, I never dreamed that we would have 
PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties that were actually putting in place these policies that look like they will possibly destroy our country. And I guess I shouldn't say that. Under the surface, we've seen these policies for quite some time, but the veil is off on them, and it is like, uh, it's almost like it's a race now, and it may be because of the November uh, 2022 elections coming up. I don't know. What do you think? I think they realize that they're about to lose power, and they're trying to do everything they can to further their their twisted agenda before that happens. But, well, while the polling doesn't look good for Democrats, it also isn't something that we should take for granted. And I really encourage everybody to, to get active and support good candidates and volunteer and walk and knock doors and give money to the, to the people that uh, they can win some of these races, uh, both in Colorado and nationally, to uh, – take away the power from the Democrats. And then we need to hold these people accountable because we, you know, we get so disappointed when Republicans don't cue to the conservative line and when they partner with, with progressives to pass bad legislation. So we definitely need to hold them accountable, but we also need to help them get elected in the first place. And I I just kind of wanted to touch on green energy for a minute, Kim. It's the middle section of this blog post. And I I did a little research uh, over the weekend to figure out just how much of our energy production comes from so-called renewable energy. And there's a source. It's a United, it's a U.S. government website called EIA.gov, which has all the information you could ever want about energy sources and uses in, in our country. And as of 2020, energy production by source, guess how much wind and solar accounted for? And I'm not going to, you know, I'm sure you've read the piece, so you know it's 4.4%. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so everybody loves wind and solar, but the fact is it only provides 4% of our overall energy uh, generation in this country and, and of electricity generation, it only accounts for about 11%. So it's, it's, it's a childish fantasy to think that we're going to be able to completely transform our economy and our, our energy production from fossil fuels to so-called renewable energy uh, within the next 10, 15, 20 years uh, without major dislocations and major downgrades to our standard of living, which people aren't willing to put up with. I mean, people are complaining about high gas prices. It's it's the conventional wisdom that it's going to cost Democrats the next election. But the fact is, Democrats buy gas, too, and they vote for the party that makes it more expensive. So they're voting against their own their own economic well-being when they when they vote for Democrats. So it just doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense to the rational mind what they're doing when it comes to energy policy in America in general and the push for renewable energy, uh, so-called renewable energy in particular. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say, finally, I'm, I'm all in favor of responsible stewardship of our planet and the effective use of resources which would, with which we're blessed. I, I, I'm in favor of balanced energy portfolios, free people investing in and using energy sources that provide economical, reliable energy. And uh, government shouldn't be involved in picking winners and losers and penalizing one industry in, fa- in favor of another. So uh, it, it all comes down to elections. And this, this November, we have the, the opportunity to elect a Congress that will keep uh, President Biden in check. And, uh, and hopefully in Colorado, uh, elect a majority Republican 
legislature to uh, keep a and hopefully a governor to uh, to arrest the decline of, of my native state and hopefully turn things around. Well, yes, elections are, and, and we also need to make sure that we have free, fair, and honest elections as well. Yes, um, be- because Because if, if we have great candidates, but we can't get them elected, that's a, and we, I, I tell you what, Rick, I am so excited about so many great candidates uh, stepping forward, and candidates, any candidate, no matter who, uh, Democrats as well. Any candidate that reaches out to me, I will put them on the show because I, I feel it's a, a, a public duty of, of ours to help you, the listeners, know who these people are. But I am so encouraged by such great, great candidates that are stepping forward. We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, Rick, what's your final thoughts on this? And again, thank you for this excellent piece. Well, thanks, Kim. And my final thought is this. I want everybody to, to take a look outside their window. I know most of your listeners are in Colorado. I'm in Oklahoma. It's it's very cold outside. It's snowing where I am. And I'm sitting in a warm house with electric light. And I'm warm and snug in the face of this weather. And it's due to fossil fuels. So we should all be grateful for the fact that people are out there drilling wells and harvesting these natural resources that are enabling our, our modern life and be grateful for them because uh, Ab- the Democrats want to take it all away. Absolutely. Rick Turnquest, thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. And our quotes for the end of the show is Marcus Aurelius. He said, no one was ever injured by the truth, but he who persists in self-deception and ignorance is injured. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. And I don't want no one to cry